Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Today, we're talking about 12 ways that you can get your child to listen better. You know, we always, as parents, are wondering how we can get these kids to listen. Why aren't they listening? Why do I have to repeat myself? Why is it always a negotiation? Why is it so frustrating? And often it is the way you are asking is the way you are speaking to them that causes them to ignore you, negotiate with you, talk back to you. Remember, you're always their role model. So before we get started, let me tell you who I am. I am Celia Kibler, family empowerment coach, and I am the founder of PumpedUpParenting.com. I'm the founder of FunFit Family Fitness, and I'm the founder of the International Day of Calm. I am also a mommy of five kids, two I gave birth to, and three I gained for marriage. I've been successfully parenting a blended family for over 26 years. I'm the grandma of nine grandchildren. I'm the author of Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, as well as three children's books, All About Me, Being Different is Fun, and I Am Grateful. And I've been working with and coaching and teaching parents and kids for over 40 years, as well as 40 years of real-life parenting experience. And what I do is I provide parents with the skills, the training, the techniques that they need to overcome the generational cycles of dysfunction and abuse, stop yelling at their kids, and really create childhoods that everyone can blossom from. Wouldn't it be great if we created a generation of adults that did not have to recover from their childhood? Let's talk about 12 ways you can start talking to your child so that they listen better to you. They follow the directions that you're giving them. They're basically overall more cooperative. I'm not a big fan of the word obey, unless you're talking about animals. For children, let's replace the word obey with cooperate. We want our children to cooperate. We don't want them to obey. We want them to use their minds. Okay, This is really important. The way you may be giving direction is too complex for your child, depending on their age. Now, teenager, you could say clean up your room. Toddler, you say clean up your room. That is too general. Or clean up the toy room or clean up your stuff is too general instruction. When kids are young, 
early elementary, stuff like that. Very often you need step-by-step instructions. So instead of clean up this playroom, you can say, could you put the books on that shelf, please? And after they do that, could you put the cars in that bucket? Could you put your puzzles in that box? Whatever it is, step by step. And then when they're done, be like, wonderful, you cleaned up your room. And after you've done that a few times and they've learned that step by step, just like as adults, we learn any process. And you keep saying the general instruction of achievement, they will then learn that clean up this room means clothes away, bed made, laundry, you know, whatever it is, books on the shelves, it will, they will understand the process of that general direction. So be sure to give specific directions, not general directions. Number two, if your child is shorter than you, and I say that because some children are not, my 13-year-old grandson is 6'2". So if your child's shorter, then you get down to their level and speak to them eye to eye. Connect with them. Don't tower over them. Whatever you're doing with your schedules and routines, and you absolutely need to have them, make sure you stay consistent with them. So whatever that routine is for the morning, for the evening, midday, whatever it is, you stay consistent and that routine is put into place every single time of day that that routine is designed for. Make sure the directions you are giving your children back to directions are age appropriate. Don't expect a two-year-old to clean something up like that of a 10-year-old. Don't expect a 10-year-old to clean something up like an adult. Understand their brain capacity, how they learn, and how it is appropriate to their age. Give them jobs and things that they can do that are age appropriate. All kids want to be big. They're happy to help. But don't give them something that's out of their skill level. Okay. Keep choices to two. No more than two choices when you give a child choice. Choices are for negotiables, not non-negotiables, but only two. Do not like open up the drawer and say, what do you want to wear? If you want to be specific about what clothing they're wearing, you pick out two outfits and offer it to them. Talk positively to your kids. Try not to talk negative. And by that, I mean... Instead of saying something like, stop running in the house, you can say, thank you for walking around the house. Thank you for walking in the living room. Thank you for eating so nicely. Instead of, don't eat so sloppy. Don't spill your milk. Because kids hear partial statements. And if you say, don't spill your milk, they're going to spill their milk. If you say, thank you for being careful with your cup, they're going to be careful with their cup. Play, play with your child. Be fun, be creative. Put on some music and play, have a freeze dance. Be with your child. That doesn't mean your child plays, you sit on the couch and you're on your phone. Actually play with them. Exchange information. Teach them one-on-one. 
spend 10 to 15 minutes intermittently throughout the day with your child actively, okay? If you are always on the phone, guess what? When your child grows up and he has a tablet or has something like that, they will always be on that. So spend that time playing with them. There is so much learned from play. Play is the best way for young children to learn, honestly. And be creative. Let them paint. Let them use all kinds of clays and things like that. Build things. Go outside. Dig in sand. Dig in the dirt. Be creative with your play. Everything is a lesson. You can help them learn and build their speech and build their knowledge by making everything fun and teaching along the way. Next, speak respectfully. If you want your child to be well-mannered, you must be a well-mannered adult. If you sometimes use your manners, your children will also sometimes use theirs. You are never too old to use manners. Use please, use thank you, use excuse me, do all of that so that your child mimics you. Your child is not born with the words in their head. They have to learn language and they are going to learn whatever language you are role modeling for them. If you're cussing, they'll learn cuss words. If you're not using your manners, they're not going to use manners. If you're always angry and yelling, they're going to always be angry and yelling. Be what you want your children to be. No one else is a stronger role model to them than you. Also, remember that these are all action steps that you can start doing today. When this is over, pick one of these and put them into action. It's going to make a big difference. Okay, number nine, a good communicator is also a good listener. Make sure you are listening to your child. Listen with your eyes. That means look at your child. This guy, this phone guy, put it down. If you are holding your phone in your hand and your child is trying to speak with you, You are sending the indirect message that this phone is more important than you. Why else would it be in your hand? So put your phones down. Another thing to remember is with all the electronics in the world, you're not just role modeling behaviors. You're not just role modeling language. You're role modeling electronic usage. And if you are walking around the house always with a phone When they get a phone or they get a tablet, it's going to be in their hand too. And you're going to be yelling at them to put that down. When that is something you directly taught them, please don't punish your kids for things you teach them. Okay. Compliment their hard work. Compliment their good behavior. If they're working hard on something, let them know how proud you are for doing such a great job. Because ultimately in life, we want to always do our best. Whatever you're working on, you want your children to put forth their best effort. You want them to do their best. You don't want them just scribble through homework and turn in a half-completed paper 
or a paper that their teacher can't even read. You want them to put forth the effort because you know what? In schooling, in life, the outcome is going to be in accordance to the effort you put in. So the outcome is kind of irrelevant. The grades are irrelevant because if your child works their hardest and their best and they get a C, that C is their best work. So we shouldn't get upset at them. If they're goofing off and not doing half their work and haven't turned in half their homework and they get a C, that's different because then they have not put in their best, put forth their best effort. But sometimes our best best effort results in something that we weren't really hoping for. And that's when you teach your kids to replan, recreate, what did we do to reach this outcome? And what can we do to reach a different outcome? Teach your kids to do their best and put their best work forward and always watch them, see them doing their hard work and let them know you noticed how hard they worked on something. It may be a chore around the house. It may be playing with their sibling. It may be doing schoolwork. Notice all that good behavior. Notice that hard work and let them know you noticed. Okay. And the two last things are important for all of us. And that is healthy eating. Remember what goes in comes out. If you have questions about food, I am a certified nutritionist. Let me know. Send me a message. Healthy eating creates healthy bodies and healthy minds and healthy attitudes. Too much sugar creates a chaotic mind and chaotic attitudes. So get rid of the the white sugar. Get rid of the white flour. Take those two things out of their diet. Whole grains. If they need something sweetened, honey, maple syrup, quality sugars, quality sweeteners, I should say. But overall, the food should be healthy. Veggies, fruits, meats, chicken, poultry, whole foods, smoothies that combine veggies and fruits. If your child is a little pickier on the veggie side or even the fruit side, good food in, good attitude out. And the last thing, sleep. Good sleep always leads to a better attitude for all of us. I mean, good food and good sleep pertains to grownups as much as it pertains to kids. Great ways to sleep better. And I'm a sleep coach too, guys. If you need help with sleep, reach out to me, please consistent bedtimes and wake-up times for all of you. I know on the weekends, we want to let them stay up till two in the morning. Don't do it. Like vary by an hour at the most on the weekends. But they should go to bed the same time every night, have a solid bedtime routine leading up to that bedtime, and wake-up time is consistent as well. They will always sleep better, and so will you. A good night's sleep means a good attitude in the morning. So those 12 tips will really turn around the way your child is listening and cooperating. Pick one to start on. You don't have to do them all. You don't have to be like, oh my gosh, I got a lot to do tomorrow. I got to change my whole world. No, 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 no. Baby steps. Pick one that really resonated with you and start there. 
but please stay consistent with it. Don't go up. That didn't work. The next day, you gave it one day. Stay consistent and it will work. Giving up, nothing works when you give up. Give it a chance. Give your child a chance to get used to it and you will see success on the other side. Okay, guys, if you have any questions, let me know. The end of the month, I have a new peaceful parenting challenge for you to stop yelling at your kids. It's going to be a week long. It's going to be free. There are VIP tickets available, which will add even more Q&A with me. Low cost. Make an effort to really create the calm, cooperative, happy, fun home that you and your children deserve. You really can create family harmony. As always, I wish you peace, love, tons of laughter. Don't forget to laugh. Stuff is funny and it's a great stress reducer. I'll see you here next time. Pumped up parenting and around the web. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast and being a part of my mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. Be sure to head over to pumpeduppparenting.com and grab your free copy of the Patience Playbook. Wishing there was a manual for your toddler? Well, great news. Now there is. Pick up your copy of Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills, and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, plus my three new children's books at celiasbooks.com. That's celiasbooks.com. If you're loving this podcast, please feel free to share it with your friends and pay it forward. And also leave a review so I know who you are and can thank you personally. Tune in next time for more tips, advice, and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that everyone in your family can blossom from. Have yourself a really happy, fun day. Bye-bye.